Welcome back to the Two Promises Podcast. Let's dive right into another exciting adventure with BD and crew as he pursues his new passion of one day finding the best, most epic bourbon. The Two Promises team sends their special thanks to Hobie and the Huckleberries for that masterful theme music. So grab a glass, relax, and enjoy responsibly. Baby says she'd leave it if I don't stop drinking wine. So I switched to whiskey and I'm feeling fine. Drinking that smooth, smooth whiskey. No more wine. I like straight bourbon. Oh, baby, you try to ride. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for your continued patience. So, we've had to make a few pivots here, you know, COVID. So the most recent pivot that I would say that I've made recently is pivoting from more of the COVID medical type consulting to more of the maritime consulting. So we moved into a little bit more of nautical or maritime consulting. And I'm really liking it. I really am enjoying it. So I do really enjoy, obviously, the medical end, the science end of doing the COVID consulting, whether that's more of the treatment side or, you know, on the back end, helping implement best practices. So this nautical piece has been kind of a lot of fun, working on, you know, boat charters, boat sails with San Diego Offshore and a few other companies, uh, Surgeoner Fisheries and things like that. So it's pretty great. And... I mean, we're in San Diego, right? So that's where our consulting pivot kind of comes in. We can pivot it over a little bit more to maritime consulting, San Diego, stay classy San Diego. Super obvious, super obvious. Very Ron Ron Burgundy, like for real. I mean, just the, the feel of it, of the just shipwrights and the riggers and the people that upholster and do the sail, you know, sewing, rigging, and even the, just like the boat lettering, just, it can be as classy and refined as you would like to go, or as just slop some paint on, this is our freaking, this is our vessel. And I find it super interesting, super fun, just to you know, we're on the BD Bobber. Just bob around and see what other vessels have some different treasures aboard. And what treasures can I stock aboard the BD Bobber? So right now we're drinking a little uh, broken barrel whiskey. This is a limited edition Casco Amontillado. It's a collection of American whiskey. And it is finished with Amontillado cask staves. So definitely interesting here. We've got some uh, we got playwrights. We're talking about shipwrights, playwrights. So we've got a little bit of Shakespeare, a little bit of poetry, a little bit of intrigue, a little bit of double crossing, double stabbing. Sometimes whenever the gift seems so sweet from someone so kind and generous. So I want to talk a little bit about organizational culture and how that can just play a role. We've talked about Ron Burgundy and his just de man or whatever his essence of in the era whatever parody satire that we're rolling with here was just 
rich mahogany leather, just musk sex panther, you know, just all of these just masculine notes and traits. And it was very counter-feminine. Realistically, I mean, that's just kind of the picture that was painted. It wasn't complimentary, it was counter. But I want to talk about organizational culture more, obviously, in the alcohol realm. Because that's season one. Make bourbon medicine again. Make bourbon medicine again. So that's kind of what we're wanting to do. And before we go much further, I do want to announce the iTunes winners. We had a randomization. I've taken pictures of kind of the process for any audit processes might be ongoing, making sure that we're still recording, which we are, because I've had problems with that a lot. So, five-star review participation. The three lucky winners are Kato Mato, which I request you reach out to me at bd at 2-promises.com. That's bd at 2-promises.com. Or on Facebook Messenger or on Instagram, DMs, either or. doesn't matter. Reach out to me so you can claim your prize. The other winner was Joy, Mama Joy, and the other one was Eddie Marin. So I've contacted both of them. You can still reach out to me if you so choose or to keep me on task for getting you your prize. I've heard back from Mama Joy, but not from Eddie. So Kato Mato, calling you out. Hit me up. Let me know where to send your gift. And we can talk which gift you would like. Perfect. So we've got that little admin note out of the way. Also, if you've received any swag from Two Promises over the last month or so, go ahead. Post it in socials. Post whatever kind of note you want to associate it with at any hashtag. Again, the hashtags we've kind of been using are Two Promises, BD and the Two Promises podcast. If you're wanting to go on like the Rummy end, of course, we've got Rummy, Rummet, Rummet Squad. All of those things. So, and you know, you want to make up some of your own, make up some of your own. That's that's the fun of all this. So, just let's start sharing. Organizational culture. Whenever they would celebrate a victory or a win, what kind of things would they do? Well, he would host a party and he would bring all of the key team members and all of the, you know, acolytes of the time and just let people cross pollinate, network, socialize, and you know, he kind of swung his stuff around, you know. And as one of my good friends would say, well, that is his right and privilege, and, you know, that's debatable. And if you want to just uh, talk and debate on this topic, then go ahead, wherever you're commenting on any of this stuff. Eh, right or privilege? Earned? Deserved? A thing? I don't know. Well, what do you think? So he hosts this whole party. As much booze as you could drink whatever food that you would like and just great entertainment all around and you know he wanted to do his speeches sometimes and do cannonballs and sometimes get inappropriate with guests which turned out to be his uh, co-anchor eventually but I digress we're talking about how the hot parties were part of that bonding experience and kind of that productivity flow that reward system incentive and rewards so we're talking about organizational culture and what is allowed, what's good organizational behaviors, what can we manage, how do we incentivize, how do we unleash this social aspect within each side of us in an appropriate way that still allows for mission success or accomplishing the objectives or the strategic objectives or whichever objectives that you're, you're shooting for. So 
that interoperability and that communication and that gel and that jive and those good vibes are all kind of part of that equation. So he was just, you know, letting that alcohol be that little bit of social lubricant. And if you wanted to partake on it because you felt the need for some lube, great. And if not, then no problem. But the offer was there. And this just kind of segues in to kind of some warrior cultures because we're talking about some mental health issues and some, you know, back-end problems that are associated with deployments and kind of COVID-esque type deployment type things. You know what I'm saying? So if we're going and talking about COVID as a psychological deployment, the entire world is going on all at the same time in those terms. So now, sorry, we are looking at alcohol as it applies to some of these warrior cultures. There's been a lot in the news. I mean, there's been entire movies sanctioned by different recruiting agencies and commands, right? So it's, it's very popular. This warrior culture is very popular and, and, and keeping that warrior culture going because it's important for the preservation of certain ideals in the environments that some of these ideals have to try to exist in and ideally if they're good ideals thrive in so alcohol as a lubricant as a medicine is something that can kind of just like take the edge off a little bit and there's lots of different cultures and communities that might be drawn to this type of therapy i mean we're going to talk maybe a little bit more later about like obviously like the police department the fire department, emergency medical services, under whichever level that you want to talk about, paramedic, out in the field, or even in the hospital, or surgeries, trauma rooms, high stress, high stuff, social workers, you know, advocacy groups and programs, right? High stress, high emotional tension, high sometimes physical threats, right? It's very high stress. So you're going to, what are you going to see associated with high stress? Well, high divorce rates, higher suicide rates, higher, you know, behavioral affective type disorder things. Right? Obviously, there's a lot of things going on right now that kind of are really irritating me. And maybe we'll go into that portion tonight or today and maybe we won't. But I want to get back to alcohol and how in the warrior culture, I mean, if you, even if you want to talk about, we've been talking about Vikings, you know what I mean? We've been talking about a little bit of piracy. So some things that we didn't kind of touch on was the ability for pirates to consume alcoholic spirits while on board was much higher and much looser and much freer. So in that time where men had to go to war and ships had to sail at sea and men had to be on them to be marines or sailors or what have you, privateers, pirates, whatever you want to all the above, right? But quality of life, lifestyle standards, blah, blah, blah. Now let's just segue a little bit more. So you've got, you're looking at the piracy, right? And you're looking at some of those, since we've talked about them, some of those revolutionary eras and how just kind of alcohol may have somehow been, whether a currency or a barter system or something that may have been used, a medium employed to help settle some physiological states maybe or be, be used as a medicine and some maybe off-label therapies to kind of help some people navigate through some very turbulent and difficult times. 
so alcohol as it pertains to medicine and sometimes that medicine could just be that physiological state right so ron burgundy house party he's got his scotch 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 down into my belly ow now brown cow ow now brown cow you know unique new york unique new york right he has all of his throat training exercises all of his vocal tone things and he's got a scotch he's all it burns feel the burn right and all of those that alcoholic fumes that he can sniff up into his nasal cavities and help kind of clean cleanse solvent solution i mean whatever you know what i mean like break up maybe some of that debris right so ron burgundy house parties make bourbon medicine again warrior culture organizational culture where are those lines who protects those lines between appropriate behavior inappropriate behavior and what is the system that coaches it and maintains it flowing in an appropriate safe manner all very interesting things so where does alcohol go from the red cross to the red x you know like you and by the x any of my friends that have kind of shared adventures with me oh dear i just totally opened up a whole can of worms talked about tea and kind of some of the asia episodes and now i'm talking about some kind of fraternization and by asia episodes these are all nationality applicable episodes i'm just saying that we talk more about asian culture or a fusion of asian cultures in other episodes now i'm talking a little bit more about san diego culture and comedy culture where there's lots of fusion going on there folks and i'm talking about lots so we're kind of talking about ron burgundy some of his house parties and now we're talking about how that was a tool implemented by his news broadcasting media organization to promote camaraderie teamwork office flow good flow for success metrics right to be the best production company or news anchor team right so how was it an effective tool well hit so many levels our need to socialize our need to kind of bond our need to learn our need to network and grow and also to have fun and let loose right in an environment that is safe or mostly safe right so the team members they got to celebrate their victory right they got to celebrate and maybe flaunt some of the attributes that they have to get them to some of those success metrics right so it's a reward they're getting rewarded now other members of the team get to be closer to them to ask them questions for mentorship personal growth in whatever area of life that they might be interested in based on how that they're connecting together right and then as for like the acolytes or the sociolites or whatever you want to call them i don't know if i've got my terminology perfectly correct but they're invited to this party for whatever reason based on status connectivity connection team ability whatever to be present there to just set socialize network at whatever capacity could be just maybe the free food the free booze nice hors d'oeuvres the comedy aspect of being able to see what goes on behind the scenes of some production companies right so there's a lot of good incentives 
that come with this little kind of alcohol lubricated or potentially fueled into a bonfire type part of the system, right? So it also could be like a punishment, a self-punishment, a way of kind of punishing ourselves for whatever reason. I don't know if anybody's ever been there, but incentives and, and punishments. And so whenever you're looking at things or techniques that you could employ from an organizational standpoint, you're balancing it, right? What are you balancing it on? Well, risk versus reward. What are the risks associated with allowing this commingling of different parts of the team that might have to do different parts of the job and have to process cerebrally differently based on their primary method of employment in the organization, right? So those are some questions. What rewards are you are gathered or gained by allowing a little bit of social lubricant and a little bit of inner mingling, right? So warrior cultures, the Navy just celebrated their birthday, right? Huge birthday celebration for the Navy. Happy birthday to the United States Navy and all of the men and women who support that whole force, whether that's a spouse, a loved one, someone who sends care packages, someone who says prayers, sends out good intentions, gives some wood to a sailor passing by, or whatever it may be, we just want to say happy birthday to the Navy. Thank you all. Thanks to the whole Navy family extended. Thank you all very much. Thanks for continually reinforcing the sailors with wood because they need it. You know what I mean? They're stubborn sometimes. Sometimes it takes a lot of wood to get it through their heads that they need to be working on certain things or doing things differently or see things from a different perspective, right? It also can help ground them. When you're away at sea, you can lose that connection to earth. You can lose that grounding thing. So what can you do? You can ground yourself on the wood around you, the wood in the environment. And that's something that I have been using, that I have been using or trying to use to adopt whenever I'm trying to center myself or ground myself or reduce some of these anxieties around me. Sometimes I'll wear a wooden brace. Sometimes just look around in my environment for wood or something like that. Sorry, I saw a little pop-up on my uh, desktop and it got me, or my laptop and it got me kind of off-focused. But so, grounding, centering, right? How obviously the sailor culture is... Alcohol is a huge part of it, just like in Ron Burgundy's news team. It was a big part of the culture. Alcohol, sailors, war fighting culture. Since the dawn of time, alcohol has been part of the culture. And why is that? I, again, believe that therapeutic aspect, that ability to tone down the nervous system, to take away some of that static so that you can rest and relax. You can get into those feed and breed cycles in a healthy, natural way, right? But where does it go from that red cross and where does it turn into that, you know, that red X? And for any of my uh, friends that have been able to adventure with me in Asia, particularly Korea, you know the no foreigner X, the, the no we don't want you here X. So where does alcohol cross that boundary in any individual life or an organizational life? And is it even the alcohol that is the culprit or the problem or the thing that needs to be isolated? Is it more behavioral management, organizational management, and training management for cultural norms and cultural things you would want to see and reinforce in the workplace? And is alcohol a tool for that? 
or is alcohol just present? Some questions that I'm curious about, and then that risk versus reward. Nothing venture, nothing gain sometimes, right? Where's the boldness and where's those lines? So that's something that thought leaders, business leaders, organizational leaders, military leaders, and again, I, I had to birth this Navy, I think I got a little off track, but it's the 245th birthday to the United States Navy. So please, if you get a chance, I know it's a little bit late, just put some things in the Navy. Thank uh, any of your sailors, any of your contractors, anybody that you know associated with them, send out a good intention, whatever. Give some wood to a sailor passing by, and that goes back to that centering and grounding. And as the old saying goes from uh, one of my mentors, well, diesels love their oil like a sailor loves their rum. And it's something I say over and over again because there's a lot of truth there. Again, maybe not true for me because I'm trying to avoid those sugary alcohols and sugary substances as much as possible, right? So rum's just not my beverage choice. But I still want to have that connection to earth. I still want to have that grounding. I still, and whenever you're away at sea, sometimes you have to work while you process your calories. Sometimes the ship's swaying. Sometimes you have to actively build, grow, do, rest, regenerate, prepare. So maybe you kind of have to drink your calories or get them on the fly or get them as you go. And, you know, ships are steel these days or... Our whole environment's different because we're not sailors on old wooden ships at sea in these different distant wars or hunting expeditions or exploration exploration ventures. No, we're humans still exploring these psychological spaces, these space spaces, these you know outer space, these extraterrestrial spaces, the moon, the stars inside of ourselves. We're still exploring, and for me. I believe part of the therapy is having that connection to earth or the wood. And sometimes it needs to be inside of me because of where I'm at, what I'm doing, where I'm going, and how I'm doing. So that's a personal note. That's not any kind of medical advice, but it's a concept to chew on. It's something to think about. And then now let's get back into that fraternization type piece or that is this bonding event or is this fun event and i mean military culture right mando fun right i mean who hasn't had their healthy dose of all of that mm, yummy ah can i have seconds and the to-go plate please but anyway where even as like a group of say warfighters or a group of like high-end negotiators or strategists in like the, uh, the office world or coding world or even like holy cannoli like video game stuff and like all this digital stuff that's like way beyond me but there's strategy there's art there's finesse there's eloquence to all of it and so if you're working with any type of team where's that line between building fostering maintaining and nurturing and growing those deep vulnerable rooted connections by having a lot of calm, safe, more superficial connections where, you know, the boat's not rocking, but how much faster could you go or deeper could you go or do you want to, do you need to? Just question. But that fine line, you know, sometimes the difference between the hammer and scalpel is great and sometimes it's very fine and minute. Maybe, maybe not. That's a, another question to tease out. Another thing for us to kind of ponder or pontificate together. So let me know in comments and anything that you want to do. Um, 
I think we talked about some hashtags. So any of you guys that won, I know uh, I got reached back from Eddie, so he selected his prize. We're just still waiting for Fat Omato, so hit me up. Let me know where you at. Send, slide into my DMs. Send me a signal. So that's just one of those questions. Back to the bonding, to those organizational cultures. How deep does that bond have to be? How much trust do you have to have? How much time is any individual going to have to process in a split second, in a moment, on threat, protect, where where am I prioritizing my protective efforts, my aggressive building efforts as a leader, as an individual, or somebody in the trenches, right? And you're going to know more quickly through your gut if you have a very, the closer your connection, the deeper your bond with that person. So... You have a lot of uh, industries. We kind of we kind of touched on them at a little bit at the beginning of the episode. It was like the police department, the fire department, the emergency medical services, the transport services for this, the social workers, the after trauma event care counselors and stuff. Any of these areas, I mean, they're high stress, high a lot of things, right? And so because they're so high stress and they, they, they take an emotional toll, they take a physical toll, take a mental toll, they take a lot of tolls, and different organizations or social work communities or just things give people more refractory or time off to process and kind of stay centered and grounded, and other cultures don't have as much. So we have so in these areas of high stress, what other contributing factors could there to be these higher divorce rates, these higher turnover rates, these higher suicide rates in some of these high-risk, high-heavy sympathetic nervous system jobs and the therapies available, the time for mental health therapies, the time for clinical therapies, the time for different things, and also the necessities of the mission and the job and the strategy and the, and the goals and the metrics to keep driving forward and to kind of do some active recovery organizationally, right, by throwing some of these parties or hosting some of these events where alcohol may or may not be involved, but it's the, the sentiment behind it, the bonding behind it. Okay, so, back on track. I'm in San Diego, right? So, we've talked about a few of those little topics. Now let's go to the next level. San Diego, I just had a San Diego IPA called Next Level, and then you think of that, right? So, what's another level beyond this, or even excavating deeper, however you want to know, draw a comparison. Are we aging this concept more or whatever? What ingredients are we throwing in? So, organizational mixed signals and how do organizational mixed signals apply to the culture that is being created, destroyed, maintained, or there, blah, with alcohol being a central medium or a lubricant at some of the bonding events or exercises that are budgeted in or normal reward systems of being a member of such community or organization. Okay, now let's step into that crime and punishment. How does being punished for imbibing an alcohol relate to employee performance in the workplace if it's always encouraged to bond, but and they encourage you to keep going, keep going, and just go, 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 go. Don't worry about the breaks. And they always say, oh, yeah, we'll take care of you, we'll take care of you, we'll take care of you. And then maybe they don't. But then again, you're still ultimately responsible, right? But I'm not trying to talk about responsibility 
and who's ultimately responsible for any of those issues right now. What I'm trying to discuss, though, is the psychological impact of punishment of a cultural norm within a societal construct. So, for instance, I'm raising Rummy right now, or at least I'm doing my best. I'm a new dog dad, I'm a new dad, I'm... Everything is completely outside of my comfort zone with this thing, right? Like, I keep forgetting that it's, like, literally just three months old and puppy years or whatever that is, right? So it's it's a, it's a challenge for me. It's all new uncharted territory. Well, not completely because I've mentored and I've taught and I've conditioned myself and conditioned others and I've trained a lot of things, right? But nothing like this. And I've, I've been responsible for keeping people alive under really ridiculous circumstances. But this is different. This is the long term forever commitment, right? So there's a lot of different variables in this bedside manner or this interaction with Rummy, my puppy. So, I got a little off track, but I mean, come on, puppies. Who could really be that upset about puppies? But we're talking about, again, off-gassing. When is off-gassing appropriate? When is using that culturally accepted tool that's given, provided, and allowed to by an organization Where's that line of appropriateness? How do you enforce it? And again, cultural norms dictate this, whether there's policies and bylaws and stuff like that. There's some other things that are in place outside of just what's written down on pieces of paper or preached in PowerPoints or zoomed out via teleconferences, right? There's cultural norms and there's enforcement things in places. There's checks and balances in place and well, that's just way beyond the scope of this episode. We're, we're even past our time here. But the nugget that I want to leave at the end of this about how organizational signals can confuse and pollute different therapies and tools utilized to promote good order and discipline or good working environments or productivity, productive workspaces, right? And again, that's the justice in the enforcement. And again, a lot of times perception is reality. So as enforcers, as cultural brand managers, right? Finding that standard in justice that is appropriate, that commands respect. Again, those are next, later, later conversations, but it just blends in with all this and how we can reduce stress as leaders if we can get a little bit clearer on the signals that we send to anyone following us in relation to some of the therapies available to them and what's acceptable, what's okay, where their back actually is had, and where they have resources to help them if they do get into a bind or whatever. But we need to do our best not to send big signals. And sometimes we need to do that with our, we need to start with ourselves. Obviously, I say that anybody that I talk to individually, individual consultation or anything like that is the expectation of ourselves, the management of ourselves, before we even try to talk about leadership or anything like that. So, again, there we have it. I really enjoyed this last little bit. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for all my loyal fans, all my loyal listeners. I think my YouTube channel got pulled super crazy. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what's going on with that. But we did just announce our three winners for iTunes. All of those gift things will be headed out shortly. We're still waiting on Fat Omato, so get to me as soon as possible. And now the challenge is to see how our Amazon Warriors and our Android, you know, freaking savages or whatever i had a different one kind of in my head but it escapes me now but our little amazon warriors you guys are up next so this coming week it's your chance we had 17 
reviews that I was able to choose from from iTunes. So I'm hoping that my Amazon Warriors and my freaking Daring Droid freaking Adventures or whatever are able to blow that number out of the water. So this week we're repeating it. You're, you have a chance to win a Two Promises podcast mug. Super awesome. You can check them out on our website. A set of four cornhole bags or a $50 Bonds gift card for the purchase of whatever you should choose. Obviously, as you know, BD, I am a proponent of bourbon. I don't have my own bourbon out there yet. Hopefully, one of these days soon, we'll be able to provide you with some BD-esque essence musk bourbon. But until then, you're just going to have to just enjoy some of my partners and my affiliates and just some people that I randomly shout out just because I'm drinking their products or I appreciate an element of their products get the art and the story behind, say, a limited release of Broken Barrels Whiskey, the Cask of Amontillado. Super cool historical literary literary trait. So, super fun. Thanks again for listening. Looking forward to seeing what, who's going to win and how many five-star reviews we get to choose from, from all of our other loyal listeners. Thanks again. Thank you for joining us today on this curious roller coaster of life. If this is your stop, Please exit peacefully and enjoy the rest of your day. If you're ready for another one, just push play. A final note before you go, thank you. And thank you for feeling. The distillation and aging process is different for everyone. I'm not quite sure what you're ready for, so please sip slowly and enjoy responsibly. Baby says she'd leave it if I don't stop drinking wine. So I switched to whiskey and I'm feeling fine. Smooth, smooth.